Hey everyone, so we're back with another episode of the Power Up podcast with Ahmed and Bati. Bati, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing great. It's uh, good to be back. We haven't recorded anything in a while, actually. It's been like three months. No way. It has yeah. actually been three months. Yeah, man. Time, time flies, man. Man, that's crazy. So you were just saying something before we started recording. We're going to focus on quantity, bringing as much as possible, because that's how you get to quality, right? Yes, definitely. Quantity means more practice in, in general. It's basic statistics. Exactly. Exactly. And you want to tell everyone what's the topic? I love this topic. We're going to talk about passion. Should you follow your passion? Is it a good advice? Is it a bad advice? This is what we're going to discuss today. Exactly. So I'll just start off with some points, Bati, about passion in general. Okay. The famous saying from Steve Jobs, which is, uh, you got to love what you do. As soon as he came out and he said this in front of a bunch of uh, students graduating, everybody assumed he meant be passionate. Whatever you do, something you're passionate about. And the funny thing is, Bati, that he said, Love what you do. He didn't say do what you love. And just to start off this debate, I don't know whether you agree with me or not, but just to start off, what was misinterpreted is that Steve Jobs himself did not follow his passion. Steve Jobs was never passionate about technology companies, about whatever. No, Steve Jobs was just tinkering around. If you read his biography, he literally went to India to find meaning because he had lost meaning in life. India for a long time, I think it was for more than a month, and he met some gurus, and then he came back, and he didn't know what to do, and he just tinkered around until he found something that the market gave him positive feedback. So we're always usually passionate, from a psychological point of view, on anything uh, that it's a feedback loop. If I get positive feedback, I get more excited to do it more and more. And what's your take on this? I agree with you. I believe it's uh, misinterpreted as well in many ways, actually. Having a passion for something is definitely will make your life uh, more um, easier in a way. Let's talk in a very simple scenario, for example, uh, work, for example. You meet a lot of people in nine to five corporate jobs. Uh, you ask them, are you, a, are, you passion, are you passionate about your job? And most of the time you're going to get uh, no as an answer. But the thing is, it doesn't work that way. Believe it or not, passion, being passionate is actually a luxury. If you have studied the business the, or organizational behavior, there is actually a hierarchy pyramid that discusses that. And I'm going to discuss it with you. And believe it or not, it's, it's made of basically five hierarchy levels or stages. And being passionate or what is it called self-actualization actually stands in the fifth stage, which is the final stage. So before you say, I am, I, I need to be passionate to do my job, there are actually bigger <clears throat> motivational stuff in your life that should push you or should basically make you do your work. First of all, what you would need, the most important thing you would need is something called physiological needs. And that are basically the stuff you need to survive as a human, which is air, food, drink, shelter, clothing. Uh, this is the most important thing that you would need. So uh, 
Secondly comes safety needs. It says over here, once an individual psychological needs are set, you need security. People want to experience order. They want to control their lives. They need to be fulfilled by their family and society. And this is when safety comes in, basically. So safety is, again, another motivation. You would seek safety before you would seek passion. And after that, basically, something else called love and uh, belongingness. Uh, basically feeling like you belong to something. And uh, that comes as well as a number three in your uh, hierarchy system. And mainly that focuses on friendships, intimacy, trust, acceptance, affection, love. So if you don't have that, again, being passionate is going to mean nothing. You need to basically have that in your life. And then in uh, Maslow's hierarchy system, esteem, basically. And that falls into two parts. Uh, Part number one is esteem for oneself which focuses on having dignity, achievement, and, and being independent. And uh, secondly, the second part is the desire of reputation from others. And that means you would want to be respected by society and people. You want some sort of status and you want some sort of power. And then at the end, finally, that's when we come to self-actualization needs. And that is when you need to basically have passion to do your work or to live your life. And the biggest example, as you just mentioned a while ago, is uh, Steve Jobs and uh, how he actually never followed his own advice. And he actually traveled the world to look for all of the stuff that just were were discussed uh, by Maslow's hierarchy system. So true. If you think about it, that human beings are complex beings. Just giving a simple statement That'll define your life. Just follow your passion. Every you, you could see all these entrepreneurs taking it from Steve Jobs, all these gurus taking it from each other. The craziness, uh, the craze, or should I say, about the law of attraction. You got to think about it. You got to attract it. You got to love it. This is all nice things in theory. But when it comes to practicality, you need to look at a bunch of things. Now, if you have this friend who comes up to you and is a man, this follow your passion thing, it's nonsense. You got to do one, two, three. You're probably going to see this friend. Oh, this guy's pessimistic. He doesn't believe. Trust me when I tell you, I am the most optimistic person I know. And I know for sure that is not the complete advice. Following your passion comes with a lot of things. For example, following your passion means that you can do whatever you want, which may not be valuable to society. And society will not pay you for what you're doing. So not every passion is proper value for society. So what I would shift it, and this comes from Naval, who is one of the biggest known philosophers, and he's an entrepreneur as well, and he's published many books on this subject, which is follow your strengths. When you follow your strengths, means you do what seems play to you, but work to others and a lot of effort to others. It's very easy to get passionate and keep doing well. What do you think about this? I completely agree with what you just uh, uh, said, especially about what you mentioned about uh, novel. Again, there is a lot of philosophy behind uh, being passionate. Uh, There is a lot of physiological and psychological thing. People maybe are just not understanding what their passion is. And that's one of the things, uh, by the way, people sometimes think, all right, my passion is to make money, but how are you going to make money? 
You get me? A lot of people, for example, they just want to start a business. But when you ask them, what business do you want to start? They don't have a plan. They don't have a structure. I think one of the most important thing is to create a goal, to create a realistic goal with a realistic plan. And from there, I think you can maybe try to develop a passion that you would build uh, while basically being sane and uh, being uh, happy with what you're doing. What do you think? Totally. The Cal Newport, he's an author. He wrote a book called, I think it's called So Good They Can't Ignore You. And in there, he mentions that a lot of people who develop passions uh, or let's say interests, they develop them randomly. For example, your parents get you a piano at your house. You tinker around. People say, oh, you sound good. You keep practicing, you sound better. And this positive feedback loop makes you a good pianist, which in terms makes you passionate about what you're doing. It's not just simple as saying, oh, you know what? I'm excited to do this. This is my calling. No, your calling can be anything. And the best calling is something that's aligned with your strength. Because in the end, uh, if you do something and you're passionate about, and for example, you're passionate about basketball, and but you're short, you can't join the NBA, you're a terrible player, uh, but you keep playing because you love basketball, doesn't mean you're going to become elite, doesn't mean you'll accomplish your dreams. So you got to be practical about it and look at how people get to this point. It's very easy for me to reach the end of my life as a successful person and say, I was passionate about one, two, three. No, you get uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll just give you an example I saw recently which is very interesting there's this guy and I think I told you about him his name is Moaz Ali or Moise Ali this guy was a petrol station worker literally uh, created a company that, selled, uh, that sold the deodorants natural de- deodorants in two years and sold it for 100 million dollars uh, to PNG now was he passionate about deodorant? When they asked him, he just said, I'm literally tinkering around different ideas. He sold mattresses in the beginning. And he was like, you know what? That's too complicated. Mattresses are too heavy to ship, blah, blah, blah. And then, okay, let me try deodorants. People always buy deodorants. And then suddenly, he becomes an expert in deodorants. Now, people will be like, oh, this guy's passionate. No, the guy was just tinkering around things. And he's good in marketing. That's the main reason his business blew up, according to him. So he used that strength to power up everything he had. So it's not really about passion in that sense, if you think about it. Definitely. In fact, one of the reasons or the most important reason why it's so hard to follow your passion is actually people don't have the patience to wait uh, to find their passions. Whereas everyone basically tries to make up their own passion. They get into it for a while and they lose their uh, they lose interest in it, basically. They are just trying to find uh, what is right for them rather than waiting for the right opportunity. Now, this is for people who are just looking for something uh, to be passionate about. Whereas there are some other people who are just how you mentioned, they are just uh, tingling around. They're going around the places, trying to different things, trying to plan something that would basically uh, make them uh, stable in uh, society. And uh, this is one of the 
things that differentiate or makes it different from just basically waiting to be passionate about your nine to five or or just waiting until you find uh, what is uh, you're passionate about and uh, again most people focus on uh, what they care about uh, they focus on that a lot to the point where they don't end up being passionate about it anymore again you need to have um, a system you need to have a system where you can draw your uh, way through. What are you trying to get? What is your end goal? Uh, are you just looking for something that you would be satisfied doing at the end of the day? Or are you just uh, looking to make some money? Are you planning? Are you trying to survive? There are a lot of internal questions within yourself that you need to answer. And uh, that will basically help you to develop a passion that you would want in your life. And what would you say, for example these kids that are stuck and they're trying to look for, okay, how, how do I get to know myself? How do I know what to do with my life? What, what would a good piece of advice be? As in, as in for people who are trying to figure out themselves? Honestly, I don't want to sound cliche, but what Gary Vee always says, since you're a very young of age, go out, man, go out and figure out what you like. Again, uh, you have plenty of time. You don't have as much responsibility. And if you if you remember, we were just discussing the pyramid scheme. You don't have as much responsibility as someone with a family, for example, or someone who's stuck in society. You could maybe try different things, traveling different places like what Steve Jobs did. Uh, but here is the thing, though, about, about obsessing with the passion. It could actually limit you in your own way, if you think about it. Passion doesn't always, it won't actually always help you. Sometimes it can restrict you into a certain box because you're only passionate about one thing. I'll give you an example. Let's talk about someone, for example, who is a, a civil engineer at a construction company. You go up to him and you tell him, hey, let's, for example, start doing a business in retail industry, for example. Uh, the first responder would be like, no, I'm passionate about construction. I don't think I can do retail. I don't have the mindset for it. And that basically restricts him in one uh, tight corner, if you get what I'm saying. It can actually be a disadvantage as well. I'm not saying passion is something bad for you because it definitely not. I think you should be passionate about what you're doing, but to a certain realistic uh, expectation at the end of the day we are humans uh, we go through different waves and fa- phases in our life at one point you might lo- lose interest at one point you might get burned out and the right thing is to always have basically the mindset to always grow out of your place and out of your passion into new things and develop new different passions it's more like being a flexible person when it comes to your passion and yes i agree with you studies have shown that people who are passionate about their job they end up doing better overall and performing better. But before you aim for that, make sure that the things that are the foundation of what you're working on, are you basically meeting uh, all of the requirements before you just look forward to just being passionate about your job? Do you have a stable income? Do you have a stable job? Do you have, do you have responsibilities that you need to cover? So there are a few things that you would need to basically cover first, and then you can basically look forward into obsessing and being passionate about something in specific. It's just like you said in the very beginning as well, self-awareness which also comes from Gary Vee, that you need to be aware of yourself and you need to be aware of everything around you, your conditions, what's going on. And plus, you need to know 
what you're good at and what you're not good at. There's this meme, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, where there are a bunch of animals and and they're asking these animals to climb the tree. And there's like a monkey, which can yeah. climb the tree. There's a giraffe, there's a lion. Uh, the only one who can climb the tree is the monkey. So I cannot ask everybody to climb the tree. So you can't ask everybody to do the same thing. That's why the school system is training you to do one thing where maybe you are much better at other things. So I think you should, for me, a piece of advice would be ask your parents because your parents have known you. What are you good at? Ask your friends, uh, ask your teachers, ask your advisors, ask everyone, what are my natural strengths? What do you think that I do better than others? And capitalize on these strengths and capitalize with leverage. Now, maybe I'm, I'm going a bit off topic here, but we live in a world with a lot of leverage, meaning before, if you were a content creator, not a lot of people were on social media, were on the internet. Maybe you wouldn't, you, maybe you didn't get a lot of views, but in this day and age, you would get so many views because a lot of people are on these platforms. If you're a natural content creator, same thing. There's a lot of leverage with media. You could go and without any permission, upload your content and reach just like what we're doing with this podcast. For example, uh, to everyone listening, I know that Buti and I are natural speakers, communicators. I know Buti since university. He's been doing a lot of talks, giving speeches. Same as me, I was in the student council. So communication comes easy to us. Might come harder for others. Oh, I'm going to get on a podcast. I'm going to speak. I'm going to get on video. For us, it comes easy and we capitalize on the strength. Now, is this podcast our path? Maybe not. But at the same time, what we're doing here is we're capitalizing and growing the strength we currently have, which is much more ideal than just blindly choosing a passion and going for it. Definitely, definitely, 100%. Another thing that I wanted to add on since it's 2022, you have a lot of leverage, as you just mentioned, and adding on to the point where you can ask your family, friends, people you trust, mentors. You have a lot of platforms nowadays. You can literally go talk to specialists about their passion and their work on LinkedIn. You can literally link up with all the people in the industry and ask them about your passion. Maybe understand the inside and how it works. Does it actually fit with you? You have Reddit. You can literally write on a subreddit about the industry that you're passionate about. And you would get, again, a very genuine insight about the industry or about uh, the passion itself. You can meet uh, new people on the internet uh, through social media as well who can share experiences with you, which can give you, again, uh, a great uh, insight. So you have a lot of opportunity, basically. And trust me, you learn every day. I recently went through a very hectic interview process or uh, hiring process. I applied to a big... uh, tech company. And I wasn't aware of uh, how tech companies basically hire people. But I can tell you, even though I'm not working for them, uh, but the experience it, itself going through the hiring process has taught me a lot. And it had made me realize how what I need to work on, what I need to develop. And it made me ask myself, am I interested in tech or am I doing it because it pays really well? And then I realized, okay, what I need right now is, for example, is a certain amount of money And this job basically can give me that. I internally, I was motivated because that was one of the foundations that made me go through the process, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally makes sense. And adding to your point, when it comes to following 
what you like, which is, I think I've told you this term before. For a lot of <laughs> Jeff Bezos, there's Jeff Bozos. For a lot of Justin Bieber, there's Justin Fever. So what, what, what that means exactly is, yes, you can play guitar all your life or sing all your life and make it big. But how about all the others who did not? Now, most people, when they hear statistics like that, they're like, yeah, I'm not going to be the other people. I'm going to be the people who make it. Because people are usually overconfident. That's a psychological trait, overconfidence. No, the fact of the matter is, yeah, uh, you need to put yourself into lucky situations. I'm not saying you depend on luck, but you need to put yourself into lucky situations. For example... There are so many actors and actresses in Hollywood who are just doing that on the side while they're wait, working full-time waiter jobs because they're trying to make it big. And now they're trying to force, like, oh, I'm passionate about it. Okay, but maybe you're not good. Maybe everyone else is saying you're bad. Oh, no, I've heard a lot of stories about these underdogs. People were saying they're bad. and No, but genuinely, maybe you're bad. You see this in American Idol, uh, when people go and sing and they, and they sound terrible. And you're like, this is probably a joke. Well, how come they're up there? These people really believed they were good singers and they really had a fake support system. And that's yes. why it's so important to surround yourself with genuine people who will give you the truth. I'd rather mm-hmm. someone give me the truth to my face rather than lie to me just to be nice. True, true. Uh, no, no, uh, definitely. You you need genuine feedback so you can grow within yourself. Again, as I mentioned earlier, passion is very, being passionate is very important, but there are some other important hierarchy uh, hierarchies that you need to basically focus on. Another thing that you can do, for example, if you're, genu- if you're genuine about your passion, you can do it. Most of the time, let's say you work nine to five, you, you work, your job finishes at four or 5 p.m. You can literally work from six to 10, let's say that's almost like what four hours, four hours of work. You can practice your, what you're passionate about. You might tell me, but but I'm, I'm a married man. I have a family. I'm too busy. I can't do that. Then that means you have some other important stuff that you need to cover first. Look at the hierarchy system. That means maybe you need to feed your family, which is the most important part of the hierarchy system, uh, the pyramid. And maybe you need to basically um, get some better jobs, develop skills. With that means you need better, you need to improve your basically esteem. So there is a lot of factors before you just jump into focusing on your uh, passion. But moving on, I wanted to ask you, Ahmed, in general, what would you say is your passion? Like when I tell you, what is your passion, basically? I wouldn't answer it, but as what is my passion? I would answer it as, in a way, what are my strengths? Because... I really believe that when you work on your strengths with time, they become passions. So I'll tell you my strength, for example, is storytelling. I believe I'm really good at storytelling. And not just because I have a natural incline. I mean, talking about self-awareness, as a kid, I was always making movies. I was directing movies with my cousins and I would act in these movies as well. I would make crazy stories. I'd write them down. I'd tell them to people. I take uh, concepts that are complicated and make them clear and funny. Try um, Trying always to use a certain tone of voice to communicate a message. So people have noticed this thing about me. Even, even when I was giving presentations in university, people were always telling me, you're a good storyteller, you make things clear, you make things persuasive. So I took that kind of feedback and I took it as a, let's say, a passion, which made me work on it more and embrace it because I know if you have talents and we all 
What's nice about this is each person is different and each person has their own type of uh, talent. So if I nurture this talent and I grow it and I use leverage, because I really believe it's very important to use leverage in order to uh, maximize the returns. So in this case, this podcast is a sign of leverage. This podcast can be recorded two years ago and it might still pick up views while you're sleeping, while you're awake, no matter what the time zone is. Same thing as with the content I'm creating. So uh, I would say this is my passion and passion evolves with time. It becomes more focused, more narrow, more clear. Yeah, I would say that's for me. Uh, What about you? What is my passion? Yeah. What is my passion? That's a very good question. As a kid, actually, I I wanted to become... uh a game developer i was really passionate about video games i'm still i I still am and when i was in high school i remember i said i want to have a career in video games because i was so passionate about them Uh, i was telling myself that i'm gonna learn how to code i'm gonna learn how to design uh, and i'm gonna become a game developer and work in this industry but guess what uh when I when it came to the reality of it, I realized I don't like coding. I don't like designing. So the reality was, yes, I'm passionate about it, but I'm not actually willing to learn the work which is needed to be in that industry. And then I realized this is not what I like. I had a wrong image or idea of what is it like being a game developer until I went in there and I tried to learn it and I realized I don't like this. I don't like coding. And yeah, this is this is what ended up happening. I realized I'm more interested in numbers and physics and I ended up being an engineer. And now, even though, even though I'm in my 20s now, I'm realizing I'm developing interest and passion in business and marketing and psychology. You grow up every day, basically, and you learn something about yourself every day. Exactly. It's a never-ending process, not just one passion. And that is the objective. Guys, biggest advice from Buti and I, don't take things like they are. Take things, analyze them, think about them. It's not if I say something, it's black or white. It's always gray. And that's what we're delivering here. And I think Buti and I agree on this point. It's always gray. You got to look at all the angles. Yeah. Uh, you want to wrap up? Listen, if you have, uh, if you're passionate about something, go for it, follow it, but make sure you have a realistic goal. Uh, you have a realistic standards. Again, my example as a game developer, I always thought it would be nice because I enjoy video games. But when I actually went there in, in the place itself, I realized I don't like how it works, the job, the requirements. So it's diff- it's always different when you actually look at it from a realistic perspective. And uh, that's pretty much it from my side. All right, great. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you soon.